0: What's up, you guys? I am so excited for this week's episode because I wanted to try something that I love hearing about, so I wanted to kind of try like my own version of it, which is a Halloween episode. So I'm here with my friend Sarah. Hello. Uh, Sarah was on a few weeks ago, and I wanted to have her back because Halloween is actually both of our favorite
1: holidays, right? Yes. I love dressing up. I love doing cool makeup and stuff. It's so... I just love being creative like that during Halloween, I and I love the vibes of Halloween. This sp- spooky, this
0: the, the creepiness. I know. I love scary movies and like true crime podcasts mm-hmm. and like documentaries. And honestly, yep. we picked a really good day to record this because today's weather was like absolute, perfect. absolutely perfect. It was like the nice. epitome of fall. It really was. It was like nice and cool, and it was like cloudy and rainy this morning. So it was really good. So and, and tonight. Then, yeah, well, and now I like I set the vibe in my room of like a single lamp in the corner so it's kind of like dim lighted and we're like in the corner of the room just being all like creepy so (laughs) but i love that i'm so excited um so one of my favorite true crime podcasts is actually called my favorite murder and it has georgia Harstark and karen kilgareth and what they kind of do in it is um they just basically every week tell each other their favorite murders and it's it's like different murders every week but they both tell one so it's like you get you know two creepy stories in one episode so it's like more content and they're also just like so funny and so like relatable that i love listening to them that was good (laughs) so i kind of wanted to steal their idea and like make our own version of it um and we can both tell our favorite murders are you down i'm down Cool. Um But but before we do that, um, do you have any, like, favorite podcasts or documentaries or stories that you've heard or anything?
1: Yes. So, my favorite person to watch and listen to, her name is Bailey Sarian. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I love her in general, but, like, on every, so she has a YouTube channel, and then she's got a podcast. On Mondays, on her YouTube channel, she uploads a Murder, Mystery, and Makeup Monday, which
0: That's cute. is, like,
1: everything I love. I love yeah. makeup, and then... But it's, like, she's doing her makeup as she's telling a true crime story, which is always very interesting. And I It'd be, mean, love... like, hard
0: to do, though. Oh, like, I, I feel like, like <laughs> that'd be so hard to do. I'd get so
1: sidetracked. But I have... Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, no, her stories are just always so interesting. And, like, the way she, like, tells the story, mm-hmm. too. I don't know if it's, like, her, just her voice, her character. I don't know. But I, just, I love watching her. And then... Um, She also has a podcast that I listen to while I drive, and it's called Dark History. And, like, on there, like, some of the stories she's talked about is, like, one time she, or actually two of her podcasts were about um, Andrew Jackson and, like, his story. And then it talked about the Trail of Tears, which. Yeah, I've heard of that. Listening to that, I mean, I mean, like, I live five minutes from the Hermitage. So it's very interesting to hear his story and then also live five minutes from yeah where his house is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then she like she also has another one about like how birth control came to be, and I thought that was very interesting because that's something I've never heard about. Yeah. Um, but I just I love her. I love her vibes. I love everything about her. I follow her on Instagram and just obsess over her.
0: Nice. Are you into like um, all of the documentaries about like yes, you know?
1: Oh my gosh, I love any th- any docu series, documentary, anything. Oh, yeah. I love or like even ghost stories mm-hmm. and um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, conspiracy theories too.
0: I love conspiracy theories. Oh my gosh, but I can go down like a rabbit hole. So I always oh I go, go down a big rabbit hole because I know that like anything happen Mm -hmm. but that's why I like true crime because like it's literally like true crime like it's all like real stories and I think sometimes like you know I grew up in like a really small town where nothing bad really ever happened so to know to hear stories that like how bad stuff does happen like to me it feels like a ghost story because Mm -hmm. I'm like that can't really happen and I don't like jinx myself but like that stuff happens and it's like you know, just all of the stories that I've heard. I've I've literally listened to hundreds and oh, hundreds yeah. of hours of true crime. I listen to, like, Crime Junkie. Have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't. Crime Junkie is really good. My Favorite Murder is really good. Um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Dirty John, when Dirty John I've came out. i heard Dirty John. We were obsessed with that at work. It was, like, there was, like, a good two or three weeks where everybody was just, like, obsessed with that. And yeah. that was true. They made um, a series on Netflix. But, yeah, my go- twos basically are crime junkie and my favorite murder yeah because they're both just like very relatable and Mm -hmm. crime junkie has like straight details it's it's just so much information and then my favorite murder is like very relatable women who they also talk about like mental health and stuff like that and that's why they like true crime is because they kind of have to like you know get out of their own head with it and I don't know I just love it but there's so many stories that like I've heard of as a kid, but until I heard them on either a podcast or, like, a documentary, right? I never knew, like, the details. I never knew how in-depth it was and, like, oh, it happened, like, right off the road. Like, I grew up in Las Vegas, California, mm-hmm. and about, I don't know, like, 30 to 45 minutes away was Modesto, California, where, Lacey Peterson was murdered. Um, and I remember growing up hearing about that, but until, like, the, the, like, past couple years, I never knew, like, the details of it. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's just so crazy. I just I love true crime because it's so creepy and because we both like love Halloween and like love ghosts and creepy stuff and scary. Okay, Morgan and I. That's all we ever do. We like will literally watch like one scary movie a night. Oh my gosh! I literally
1: watched it chapter two last night. Yeah, by myself. (gasps)
0: Have you? Oh, I watched that the other day. Um, have you seen the new season of You? It's not like Halloween but it is creepy. I
1: never actually got into you. Why? I don't know I mean I guess I need to like actually like sit down and like commit time to it because it was always like it's so good oh my god and I heard it's really good and I I need to sit down. But honestly I think you either
0: love it or hate it you know and it's not like a true crime thingy so it's not like well but it's that like real it's so creepy and it's not even like Halloween creepy it's It's more... It's, like, a different version of creepy because, like, he's just, like, a stalker. He's crazy. And then eventually you find out that there are other crazy people involved. And then you're like, oh, my God.
1: There's so many twists and
0: turns. Oh,
1: God. I I could not imagine having a stalker. That would... Oof. I feel like it's
0: a lot of work to be a stalker because... Oh, yeah. But people will
1: commit to it if they want to be.
0: Well, also, with social media these days, like, it's so easy to find it. That is so true.
1: (laughs) People post their whole lives on social media so it's and then wonder
0: why they get their identity stolen and
1: right or uh, people show up places and
0: oh yeah yeah, like the other day the other day and you know what (laughs) maybe we are being stalked you know i don't know i'm i'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt okay okay
1: that's funny
0: (laughs) so should we get to our stories do you want to go first or do you want me to go first oh Go first. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. So I am going to tell you a story. So I listened to this um, the very first time I had ever heard this story it was on, of course, my favorite murder episode twenty six.
1: See, like mine's um, from Bailey Sarian. So, oh, is it really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how we get all like all of our content, and it's hard not to like repeat it. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying to you prior, when you were asking um, if it was like a copycat, it's hard to really plagiarize or copy something that happened in real life because right. there a are hundreds of stories, hundreds of articles right. online. There's only so many different ways to tell a story. So mm-hmm. maybe it is, maybe it's not, but I'm, I don't really care about that. I just really want like everyone's like, know about like our stories. Cause yeah. I think they're so interesting. Oh yeah. So it was episode 26 of my favorite murder. If you guys want to go back and listen to their version of it. Um, The episode is actually titled 2666, and it's
1: cute, because every episode,
0: they have, like, um, what is that called, like, an antonym or a metaphor? Yeah. Or a synonym or something? Yeah. I've never been good at, like, knowing all of that stuff. I always remembered a synonym is the same. The same. Because s -S 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 Well, no, because it's, like, a play on words. What does that mean? A pseudonym? No, that's a different name. What am I trying to say? Like English class one. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I even took a semester of English in college, but anyway, so, um, but every episode is like a play on words, yeah. um, so it's really cute. Um, anyway, so I'm going to tell you guys the story of Mary Bell. Mary Bell, um, I, I like Mary Bell, and I found her, I found her story so interesting because she's a child murderer, not like a murderer that killed
1: children but like she she's She's a a child child that kills other children that sounds like uh you know the movie the orphan oh I love that movie yeah sounds like that anyway Mm -hmm. continue
0: I saw that when I was too young to kind of process what was going on and then I watched it later and I was like dude this is so cool like isn't it crazy like when you watch uh, movies as kids and like oh yeah when you watch it when you're older like you're kind of more so able to like process all like all of the weirdness. so Mary Bell Mary Bell was born May 26th of 1957 in Corbridge, United Kingdom, uh, which is, like, a suburbs of, like, Newcastle, England, you know? Um, So it's not in the U.S., which, thank God, because, spoiler alert, she's still alive. Um, Mm -hmm. So Mary Bell was born to a 17-year-old prostitute uh, who was noted to be, like, very unstable. Like, mentally unstable, financially unstable, just, like, not you know, the most stable of people. And her name was Betty McCricket. So, I like that last name. Pause for dramatic effect. Mm. <laughs> so Betty was like a really <laughs> shitty mom, okay? <clears throat> Betty would leave Mary with anyone that would watch her, meaning like family, friends, and even like strangers. Um, uh, She would... So they lived in like a suburb. So Mary, the mom... Or I'm sorry. So Betty, the mom, would often like um, leave mary to go into glasgow which is like the nearest city to them to like work because you know in the city is where most people are wanting a lot of the sex workers to make more money um a bigger city so more men with uh more money especially so betty even once left mary with a stranger that she met outside of an abortion clinic wow. like she just randomly met her and was like here will you take care of my child up to go and make money so, yeah, Betty was Jesus. like mom of the year, okay?
1: So Sounds like it.
0: Yeah. So they lived very poorly, uh very dirty and Betty's family members even said that um Betty tried to kill Mary on more than one occasion and she tried to make it look like an accident every time. So, yeah. Um like one time Mary fell out of a quote. window, like quote, fell out of a window. And she survived, and another time she consumed way too many sleeping pills And um, because Betty fed them to Mary and told her that they were candy. So she was like, purposely trying to kill her daughter. Like, I'm sorry, but why don't you go give her up for adoption? That sounds like Casey Anthony. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember yeah. that story. Because that was happening, like, real time, what, like, early mm-hmm. 2000s or something? Yeah. Mid to late or whatever?
1: She got away with it, but that's a whole she, different story. No, she was, she was acquitted. Acquitted. Yeah. Ugh. But, so, anyway.
0: yeah. So, some people say that Betty might have had um, Munchausen's by proxy. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Yes. That so, is like,
0: um, do you remember Gypsy Rose? Yes, that's yeah, what I was just. About that to was saying. like in 2016 or something. That yeah, like no, that recently happened. Yeah. Um. So, if you don't know Munchausen's by proxy, okay. So, Munchausen's first of all is basically, um, it's a disease. It's like a mental illness that causes you to like you want that sympathy from other people. So Mm -hmm. you like do things to make yourself sick. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like if you drink epicac or whatever, and like you're always throwing up or, or like if you act like you have cancer or whatever, like that's what Munchausen's is. Mm -hmm. Munchausen's by proxy is like, if I were to do that to like my kid or to a friend or to my husband or whatever, it's me loving the attention of the sympathy I'm getting from, from someone someone else being sick. So, but it's like a, it's a, I mean, it's like an actual illness, you right.
1: know. Well, just like the story of Gypsy Rose and her mom.
0: That story was so insane. If you guys you know... watch that docu, yes, docu series, the, the, the act on Hulu. Yeah. That was that, I was just now gonna say that if Whew. if if you guys want a very intense real life story about Munchausen by proxy and how shitty this mom was and the act and yeah it's called the act on hulu, hulu and it has joey king and patricia arquette like two really really good actors i think they both won emmys or i think they whatever. did
1: too it was amazing, it was so good it was crazy
0: she made everyone believe that her daughter had cancer her head was shaved she was in a wheelchair because she, she couldn't she, walk she was getting she was giving her a paralegetic or mm-hmm. a yeah paraplegic a, i don't know she, anyway she, <laughs> she was she was giving her pills so that she was like paralyzed. Yeah, and she like told her that she couldn't walk. So when you don't walk for years and years and years, you start to get like atrophy and stuff. Yeah. You know, so her all and all of her teeth rotted out because mm-hmm. the mom told the doctors that she needed her her like lymph nodes or whatever removed in her in her throat. And oh, it was and she was only like. um what's it called bottle feeding uh, not yeah. bottle feeding but she, uh, she had a a, feeding a tube. tube yeah she had a feeding tube because oh it was it's just
1: so insane. And that that's a whole different yeah. story that's crazy that's a whole different
0: story so go and watch the act on hulu if if you guys ever want more inf- information on, oh i should have done that story actually that, that's a but good but there's story. so many small things to, anyways i won't spoil the ending yeah, but that's a
1: uh, i could go so on. About i that know story. that's so
0: insane okay so anyway So, because Betty was such a shitty mom to Mary, um, yeah, a lot of people said that she might have had Munchausen by proxy, but we're never really going to know. Because, again, this was back in, like, the late 50s, early 60s, you know. So, all of the medical stuff, it wasn't, like, as advanced as we are now. So, fast forward a little bit. um, At school, Mary would, like, lie a lot. She was, like, a pathological liar. She was very disruptive in class. She always talked about wanting to, like, hurt people. Um, and she would intentionally like hit and kick other kids. Um, and then, yeah, she would, everyone would just kind of like make fun of her for being like a hot mess. So like as crazy as she was as a kid, like it made it worse cause she was also being like, bullied, Yeah, you know? Um, and it was later discovered that Mary's mom, Betty would use Mary and sell her as a product of prostitution from as early as the age of four. Oh my God. Yeah. That is like. I don't know. Yeah. Betty would, like, sell her daughter to make money and let people have sex with her four-year-old daughter. And I hate stories like this, but I do also think that, like, it needs to be said because kids go through shitty things and they can't say anything. So then they act out in class and they talk about hurting kids in class. And it's, like, instead of thinking that this child is, like, disruptive, why Mm -hmm. don't – like, when there's so many signs – there's something clearly wrong because kids don't know to to like say something when they're told not to they listen to their parent right you know because it's all that they know so instead you know they go to school and they become this little shit but it's really because they like there's something going on at home there's always a deeper reason um so um all of these things at such a obviously at such a a young age are like they're obviously going to play into some type of mental disorder as you end up growing up which we are now gonna find out so fast forward to may 25th 1968 uh two boys playing in an abandoned house find the corpse of four-year-old boy martin brown in an upstairs room uh mary bell and her friend norma follow the boys inside of the house and once the police arrived the girls had to be ordered out of the house because they just didn't want to like leave the body they just want to like stare at it um, Mary was 10 years old and Norman was 13, but Mary definitely like wore the pants in that friendship just because of her demeanor and just kind of how controlling and like crazy she was. I mean, mm. I would be scared too if I had a I friend was, like absolutely. that. absolutely. I I don't think I would even be friends. <laughs> but you know, as a young <laughs> kid, like you just want friends that so you're so desperate for like the right. first one, you know, even if she's crazy. So, if she's crazy. <laughs> so she wore the pants in that friendship and, um, so Later on at the crime scene, there was, a found to be a discarded bottle found, found like nearby the body. So everyone just kind of assumed that Martin died from the pills that he ingested, um, because there was no obvious cause of death. Right. Again, 1968, they don't really think to autopsy in, in like detail and kind of no. find out right away. So they just kind of assumed that Martin overdosed on some random pills that he had found. He was four, four years old, um... So, the next day, Norma's father caught Mary choking Norma, and her dad walked up and, like, slapped Mary across the face and told her just to go home. My dad <laughs> um, my dad probably would have done that, too. So, um, but, you know, this was back in the day when it was okay right. for parents to hit other parents' right. kids because people need a discipline. And these days, everyone's so soft that nobody wants to do anything. <laughs> um, but, like, she was choking her. What are you supposed to do, you know? So, later that same day, police reported a local nursery school was vandalized and found notes that read, fuck off. But it was spelled F-U-C-H-O-F. But it was, you know, pronounced fuck of. And there was another note that said, we murder, watch out, Fanny and faggot. Oh. Yeah. Like, we murdered Martin, watch out, blah, blah, blah. And like, so it was kind of like, an admission but nobody knows who kind of did that um but in england faggot like doesn't mean faggot like also i hate saying that word because it's very derogatory but it's what was written Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't mean faggot in england i think it means like cigarette or something yeah and then fanny means like your vagina so mind you whoever wrote this if if it is the kids first of all where are they hearing like all of this bad language you know uh they also wrote, We did murder Martin Brown. Fuck off, you bastard. Again, fuck off F U C H O F. Um so that's what it said, and the cops just kinda dismissed it as if it was a prank. Um, so nothing was really ever done about that. So four days later excuse me, so four days after that, Mary Bell appeared uh at the Browns' house. So Martin Brown, the kid that was found. Mary Bell um appeared at their house um asking to see Martin. And his parents told her uh, that he was dead. And Mary straight up says, I know he's dead. I want to see him in his coffin.
1: That's a little fucked
0: up. (laughs) Evil child. Yeah, dude, for real. Two months later, three-year-old Brian Howe goes missing. And a citywide search is launched, and Mary tells Brian's sister that Brian might be playing on a... um, a load of concrete blocks that had been dumped in, like, a nearby vacant lot. And so when everyone checks there, that's where his body was then discovered, and it appeared that he died from strangulation. Um, His legs and his penis and his stomach were all mutilated with a razor and a pair of broken scissors that the police discover at the scene with the letters M and N scratched into his stomach. Like Mary and Norma. Yeah. Um, And then of course, there is an investigation. So um, somebody who was walking by said that they saw kids around the pile of stones that day. And when they autopsied his body, they said that he um, that he had definitely been strangled, but it looks like such light force that the coroner even said, I think we're looking at a child murderer. Because he was strangled, but it was so light. You know, like, there wasn't, like, right. a lot of bruising. Yeah. Um, so the cops start interviewing all of the kids in the neighborhood. Mary and Norma were highlighted right away because their stories just kept changing. They weren't, like, matching. Um, and they were acting super weird. Like, the cops were getting very creeped out by Mary. And Norma just, like, couldn't stop, like, laughing.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Like, can you imagine just interviewing about murder and, like, somebody just won't stop laughing? I was say, I
1: mean, when, I, when I'm guilty of something or am like have something to hide i laugh like yeah i laugh when i get really nervous i and... laugh when i get nervous exactly so i would be laughing up a storm probably so yeah.
0: that's probably I mean, what they're like, doing i mean i didn't do it what
1: are exactly you talking about? i know me and my sister are the same way <laughs> stop it
0: um so where was i Um, they're laughing as... uh, She couldn't stop. Oh, so the investigation narrows in on Mary. Um, and when she was questioned again, she all of a sudden remembers seeing an eight-year-old boy with Brian that day. And she was naming this specific boy. Um, she said that the boy hit Brian unprovoked and also had seen him playing with broken scissors. Um, she describes the... Oh my God. She (laughs) describes the scissors in great, like, detail. Like, the color being silver... Uh, one side being broken. Um, but what Mary didn't know is that the scissors detail was confidential and it was never released to the public. So um, no one should have even known that. So like Mary needed to kind of get her shit together and kind of figure out her details of her story. Um, but like, okay, imagine like this big blue eyes I think big blue eyed little button nose like with a little round face and like bangs, like little brunette girl, um she looks like a little cabbage patch doll, okay, so like picture that mm-hmm. and like she's easy to believe, right, like right. imagine that, and but I don't know, I think that's just kind of creepy, so oh for sure, everyone is just kind of like back and forth of like believing her, not believing her, but everyone like over time is starting to get like creepy creepy vibes from her, so A few days later, or I'm sorry, a few months later, Brian Howe was buried on August 7th, 1968. And the investigative detective uh, named Detective Dobson, um, he was at the gravesite during the um, funeral. And he said that Mary Bell was standing in front of the Howe's house when the coffin was brought out. And um, he was watching her and uh, he, uh, he says, quote, it was then when I saw her there that I knew I do not dare to risk another day because she stood there laughing, laughing and rubbing her hands. I thought, my God, I've got to bring her in or she's going to do another one, mm-hmm. unquote. Like, imagine seeing that. I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bring her in and this is where it, it gets kind of like crazy um, because when she gets arrested and is told you're going to be charged with murder, she says, okay, that's all right by me. Oh, (laughs) and she's still like 10 years old like she's 10 she's not she's almost 11 but she's still like she's 10 so when she's in jail there's like a stray cat and she grabs the cat trigger warning for anyone that doesn't like animal abuse so she grabs the cat the god the guard told her to leave it alone and she apparently says oh she doesn't feel anything wait what Oh, she doesn't feel that in any way. I like hurting small things that can't fight back. In another incident... Some psycho. um, A a policewoman was talking to Mary, and Mary said she would like to be a nurse because, quote, I can stick needles into people. I like hurting people, unquote. So if we ever get hurt, let's just pray to God Mary Bell is not our nurse. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Um, after a while of her being in jail, a lot of other cellmates and guards actually started to like, like her, excuse me. Um, they said she was very smart, very sharp. Um, but she was a chronic bedwetter, which is like one of the three things that tell you if someone is like a serial killer or something. Um, they wet the bed. mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. So there's three tendencies that if you notice a kid is doing them, uh, they like need help right away it's called the mcdonald triad
1: i've never, You've never heard of that no, so
0: really the mcdonald triad is three <clears throat> tendencies that kids have and it's um bedwetting cruelty to animals and fire setting um and she had two out of those three obviously she had mm-hmm. the animal crew with uh, the animal cruelty and the bedwetting um so she didn't let any fires, but still, two out of three. That's yeah, still, I was like, going to say, two lie. out of three is a... <laughs> yeah, so that's also a thing. So, like, Ted Bundy had a lot of that. Um, Ed Gein had a lot of that. Uh, Ed Kemper had a lot of that. Um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, had a lot... Like, a lot of these, like, you know, serial know killers. If, if you ever hear... Again, I've listened to so many true crime things that, like, I know all of these people that it's like, if you listen to their stories... What's funny is, like, you know them by their stories and what they did now as they're older. Yeah. But I think what's, what the most interesting part of all of these stories is, like, knowing about their childhood. Yeah. Because I think what a kid goes through in their childhood is really, like, a, a tell-all. Oh, absolutely. Nature versus... Uh, nurture. Nurture. And you can just kind of really tell. So, you know, it can also mean, like, a sexual abuse is going
1: on, Um, which clearly you know well that's like her a, mom was selling that's her. like so today I listened to um the story of John Gacy
0: yes John Wayne Gacy yeah love him
1: yeah I mean, like love him but like yeah <laughs> not
0: love him but I love his story yeah Bobo yeah. the
1: Clown yeah yep. I listened to him today and that was um interesting but he had a he was like sexually abused as a mm-hmm. child and he did he sexually assaulted other girls and boys. Yeah. Um. Mainly boys, mainly actually. Mainly boys, yeah. Yeah, when he was younger and all throughout his adulthood. And that's,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Another thing a lot of them have in common is, like, head injuries. If yep. you, yeah. If you know a lot of them, like Richard Ramirez and, was it Ted Bundy? Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But they got both got hit in the head with a swing. And so mm. it's just, like, any sort of head injury or, like, you know, traumatic head Oh, I don't know. It's it's just absolutely insane. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, that's the, um if you ever hear of the McDonald triad, then that's what it is. So, I've never if, heard of that. if anyone has those three things or if you look back at other serial killers and and if you look at what they all have in common mm-hmm. and if they ever hurt animals, wet the bed, or set fire, um normally they would become a serial killer. Obviously, this is all just kind of like Interesting. um I think um a lot of, uh, why can not I not think of the word? Not sociopaths. What's the word? Like, so a psychologist. Oh, Sorry. Psychologists. They are the kind of the ones who, who like did a lot, um, like a lot of that research. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. So she had two out of three of those tendencies. Um, it was then reported that she was afraid of going to sleep at night because she was afraid of wetting the bed. Um, because apparently when she would wet the bed back at home, her mom would humiliate her by rubbing her face in it like a dog, and then hang the soaked mattress outside so all of the neighbors can see. Poor thing.
1: That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing
0: on top like, yeah. Um, but also, side note, bedwetting can be a sign that you're being sexually abused, as I said. Um, so obviously, Mary's mom was selling her and stuff, so, you know, that's why she's wetting the bed, so, so it's you're getting mad at her for wetting the bed when you're the one who's putting her in, like, that a situation, situation like that. Come on, Betty. So, Betty. Oh, fucking Betty, um, obviously. So her case goes to trial. Norma was acquitted of all of the charges, um, and Mary is convicted of two counts of manslaughter. Norma had, like, eight brothers and sisters in the stands, like, rooting for her, while Norma w- was up there, like, crying, saying, Mary did it, Mary did it, whereas mary was up there saying norma did it norma did it so they're both just kind of like blaming each other the differences is norma had um obviously more of like a support system um because mary had her lunatic mom in the courtroom in the audience like wearing this wig Mm -hmm. and um it was like this blonde wig that she would like freak out and cry and like do all of these like crazy things that would like make her wig fall off so she would like run out of the courtroom it back on run back and do it all again and then so she was just like not being normal you know but again that was kind of like the munchausen's by proxy thing where it's like she needed to make mary's drama her drama right and she needed the sympathy so she was like yelling at mary and blah, blah blah like in the courtroom like needing for it to be her drama right um so she's absolutely insane so once she is heading off to jail uh, they don't really have an have anywhere to put her because they they've never really had to deal with sending an 11-year-old girl to jail. Um there were a lot of places for boys in juvie but none for like little girls but she wasn't old enough to go to like a normal women's prison. So mm-hmm. what they did was like they kept her in a separate quarter of a boys um of a boys uh oh my god I'm stuttering. Boys detention center. Yeah. And um until she was like up in her teens and then she escaped for escaped from jail for a little bit with two other boys but after two weeks they went back they went back they went back yeah they didn't get caught i know i guess they just like went back they wanted to go to like chick-fil-a or something and (laughs) they they came back they had to go make it to a concert so she spent years until like her mid-20s in jail and she was released in 1980 and when she got out all of england was like freaking out because for years in the tab uh lloyd's Mary was like the face of evil, right? Like this little child murderer. Right. Um, but when she's out, Mary seems to be pretty chill. She seems to kind of calm down a little bit. She doesn't kill again. At least none that are reported. Uh, she even eventually has kids and grandkids. Um, I don't think she ever got married, but she did uh, change her name. And she's now 64 years old um today. Well, no, no, no. I guess now she would be a little bit old, older cuz this is when I listened to the podcast. So maybe she's like 67, 68 or something now. Um she now lives under a pseudonym though. And actually <clears throat> the British were pissed. They they kind of wanted that repealed and they wanted her to like have to live under her name um just to kind of be who she was because she also did what she did, you know? Um so they wanted her to ha- they wanted her to, like, have to live as herself, but obviously that didn't happen. So I could not find anywhere, like, what her new name is because I, I I don't know if they, like... I'm sure they kept that. Yeah, I'm him. sure they have to keep that, like, under wraps. Yeah. Um, but, Like, I wonder if, like, her family knows,
1: you know? Like, her kid. Like, imagine, like... If her kids know, like, fi- what she did as a child?
0: And even... if Yeah, but, like, imagine finding out that, like, your grandma was a murderer. That's crazy. Like, my grandma's the sweetest little... My Angel grandma's baby. the sassiest
1: little thing in Yeah.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even imagine that. That
1: Yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't know what I would think about that.
0: I would truly. Like, I would be like, did they deserve it? These kids did not deserve it. But no. I, But, like, if, if my grandma murdered, like, a bad dude, I would be like, fuck yeah, grandma. Like, you know. Yeah. So, but anyway, but, uh, I don't know. I just think it's crazy, like, a child killing another Child. child. Can you know f- that? No. The thing is, too, like I don't think as a kid you understand that death is permanent. Right. Like I don't think you are able to kind of process like death. death. Like you know hurting kids, but I don't think you kind of get that. It's like I I don't know what the names are and I have yet to hear a story, but I did hear about it. Um there were there was one murder where two little bo- two little boys murdered another little boy and they after he was dead, they put batteries up his butt to try to get him to start working again.
1: I have not heard that one. Mm-hmm. That's sad.
0: I don't know where that was. I want to look that one up, too. But, like, that's what they knew, you know? Right.
1: it's it's you put batteries in a toy and it starts working.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's what they saw, not, like, modeled to them. And maybe, you know, who, who knows what could happen to those kids. But, like they saw that and like that's what they did to their toys to like make them work again to be alive to start walking and so like they thought and it I also could be wrong like maybe they just did it to be like aggressive and like mutilate him but Mm -hmm. like disgusting but I mean you know as kids like you don't really process you know I remember being so mad at my sister one time that I told her I wanted to kill her Oh,
1: yeah, I'm sure I've said that to my sister, too, but
0: I didn't. And you don't realize that, you know? No. So, I don't know, it's crazy. But anyway, so that is the child murderer.
1: That's crazy. That does (laughs) That does remind me of the orphan, but the orphan was... It really does, actually. She was actually, she was older, but, like, still looked like a child. The
0: orphan was... Did you know there's a real-life... Orphan? Orphan. Yeah. That's um, like a true fact, story. Yeah, in fact, I heard it on my favorite murder. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of their episodes. I should go and look that up. But yeah, it yeah, it's like a true life story. But in the movie, she's like thirty three or yeah. something, and like she has a disease where she looks younger. So she, she looks like a child. She gets yeah. adopted into all of these families, and she ends up killing the families. Everyone and
1: yeah, no, that's do that's you have a true your phone? Story. I want to yeah, no, show
0: you. I want to look up mirror. I just want to like show you a picture. I'll go back to this really quick. Oh no, you're fine. Um. So you can just kind of see what Mary Bell... Looks like. Looks like, because you can see her little button. She looks like a freaking Cabbage Patch Kid. Um, okay, describe what she looks
1: like. Oh. It almost... She almost kind of looks like Betty Boop. She does! Oh my god, you're In right. In a way, she really does. Like, the. I don't know if it's the hair, just the facial features.
0: Yeah. The butt She looks nose. like a young... Betty Boop. And yeah. even she has like those really pretty dark eyelashes. And round that, like, eyes, yeah. Yeah. Round eyes, round face, button nose, dark eyelashes. She also looks like a, a psychopath. She too, really so. does. Like look at her eyes. Yeah. But she, anyway,
1: yeah, she looks like a young Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> So Sarah, what is your favorite murder? So one of mine, but I mean grin my my story's not going to be nearly as long as yours, but sorry, I was
0: so I'm, excited. <laughs> you're fine,
1: so my story is it's this kind of a tale or a character that you know is more well known mm. um I know for it's it's Bloody Mary is what she is known as, not the drink, but the person Bloody Mary. <laughs> But, I mean, growing up, I don't know if you did this, but oh, we yeah. always did the whole going in the bathroom, turning off the lights, and, and yep. saying Bloody Mary three times, and then turning on the light to see if she would show up. Yeah. Yeah, that still freaks me out to this oh. day. <laughs> we should go do that after this. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's go be 12. Let's go be 12 again and call for Bloody mm-hmm. Mary. So, but yes, so my story is about... The bloody, real life. The real life Bloody Mary. Um, Again, not the cocktail. <laughs> I mean, that'd be okay too. I mean, that'd be okay too, but I guess that's what the drink is named after. But anyway, so. Mary, bloody Mary. So she was born, so this all takes place in the 1500s in London, England. I kind of lo- Oh,
0: no, nice. yes, we're both in England then. I know. I How when funny. you said
1: London, I was like, oh, my story is in London too. Yeah.
0: Look at that. I kind of like older like 15, 1600s sometimes because yeah, it's like I do too. there were no laws or rules back then. No. People got away with everything, so there's so many Hence like interesting woman. things. Yeah. It's this woman. Also, I feel like people believed more in like Oh, yeah. Spirits and ooh, like all like, like all that like back witchcraft. Then. Yes, like
1: like I'm dying to go to Salem, Salem, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I'm yes. dying to go. Can we go next? I'm next. So fall, down next Halloween. I'm so well, down. Okay. I've been wanting to go because I'm it, it, all that just interests me, and I would. We'll spend next Halloween love. there. I wanted to go. I'm so this. Down.
0: I wanted to go this year, but everyone's like wanting to travel after COVID. So like
1: everyone's right. like everyone in every their well, will everything be
0: there. was booked. There was not a single like there were hotels, but like I wanted the haunted ones. There was literally no availability. Until, yeah, like, I'm sure. I'm
1: sure it's like we would need to book like now for next year. Let's do it. I'm I'm honestly down because okay. that I'm so down. That's like a, a bucket list thing for me. Yeah. is to go to Salem during Halloween. Oh yeah. But yeah, so that is pretty much like Bloody Mary. That okay. is what she's done. Or she was – she got away with – I don't know if it's just the time or what, but she got away with prosecuting – well, we'll get into that yeah, in a second. Yeah, tell me. Anyway, so um, Mary was born in – I don't know what year exactly, but in the 1500s, mm-hmm. and was raised by her both of her parents, but her parents ended up getting a divorce, which I guess during that time was not – not really well-known. Like, people don't, didn't get yeah. divorces then. Um, and also, when she was born, her father was wanting a son mm-hmm. to pass down the, the crown to. Because it was, I believe, what was it? King Henry? mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so he was wanting a son. And w- when Mary was born, she, he was very disappointed pissed. And so then Mary's parents ended up getting a divorce. Um, So, Mary refused to acknowledge that her parents were getting a divorce and her father's status as the head of Church of England. Also, I did not add that during that time, Catholicism was a huge part of England. Mm -hmm. Um, It was in 1536, though, Anne, which is Bloody Mary's mother.
0: Stepmom.
1: No, biological mom. Oh, okay. She was actually executed. And that's when King Henry, my the Mary's dad, yeah. married Elizabeth's mom, who's known as Jane Seymour.
0: Why did she get ex- ex- executed?
1: It doesn't say, but since Catholicism is like the main religion in England, oh, I know divorced, divorce is uh, okay. highly frowned upon. So Why I not murder the
0: dad. Why murder the mom?
1: He's king. so i mean i would i would say they would choose him over her yeah but yeah i know and we have been so far i know but i know with catholics i mean my i have my mom's side of the family is catholic and it's very strong strong it's a very strong religion and i do know that you know it's divorce is like not an option
0: yeah
1: but i mean Things nowadays are a little bit different yeah. um, than they were definitely in the 1500s. Yeah. So At least we're
0: not executed for wanting a at divorce. At least we're not <laughs> executed so now good. for
1: getting a divorce, which yeah. is... But, but anyway, so Anne, which is Mary's mother, was executed. I would assume because of those terms, but... What was her stepmom's name again? Her stepmom? the um, Elizabeth mom?
0: Yeah.
1: Jane.
0: Okay, so it's Anne and Jane. Anne That's and Jane. Stepmom Jane. Stepmom Jane. Mom
1: yes. Mom Jane. Okay. So, again, King Henry and Jane got married, had yet another daughter.
0: Oh, my God. Elizabeth.
1: Um, crazy. Poor King Henry. I mean. No, whatever. not
0: poor King I was going to say, actually,
1: not poor thing, because, again, I don't know. That sucks. Adopt, bro. Okay, go on. Well, I mean, do they adopt in the 1500s? Yeah, I don't know. I, I can, who knows? <laughs> anyway, so when, so after that, after having Elizabeth, they also had a, they finally, King Henry finally got his son. Okay, so three girls and one boy later. Two girls and one boy later.
0: Oh, okay. I thought he had another girl.
1: No, it was Mary's the oldest, then Jane, and then the Elizabeth.
0: third child.
1: I'm sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> Jane is the mother. Okay. Um, And then third child turned boy. out to be a boy. His name was Edward. So Cullen? he ended it's up taking... What? Cullen? Cullen? Cullen. Yes. Edward Cullen. So, so
0: Mary Elizabeth
1: Edward, Edward Cullen. Okay. Yeah, Edward Cullen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, so he ended up d- taking over the crown when King Henry died. Um, And then after six years of being king... Um, he decided to leave the crown to marry a Protestant, which is very, which the Protestants were very frowned upon during that time because everyone was, you know, Catholic.
0: What's a Protestant?
1: It's just another religion.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like. I thought it was like a peasant or something. Uh, no. It's just when other people had a different religion, they thought they were like. Yes. Like a lot, like. Lesser, Lesser than. of yes. yes.
1: Which brings us... Well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so... So Edward ended up leaving, uh, becoming the king, because he decided to marry a Protestant, which, during this time... They also mm. married their cousins as well, which is weird to me, because he married his cousin. Lady Jane Grey. Mm. So which led to now Mary and Elizabeth would be next in crown, or next in line for the crown um after Edward decided to step down from being king married cousin that's so weird to me <laughs> I don't know I feel like the children would have you know lots of issues but but this is in the 1500s This is in the 1500s and things were way different then Yeah anyway so Mary took over the crown, became Queen Mary.
0: Mary All, won?
1: Mary won. All hail Queen Mary.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but so during that time, I guess they were like in a war. So like Mary and Elizabeth had rode into England, you know, side by side, one as queen and one as the queen in waiting, which would be Elizabeth. Um, during her five year reign, though, Mary navigated the different challenges, you know, with being the first English queen. I didn't realize that she was the first queen. Like, really? Not so they were only king. ever kings before? Mm hmm. Okay, cool. I thought that was interesting. Um, I mean, go Mary. in that aspect, but you hail know. Hail
0: Mary. Hail Mary, <laughs> but,
1: mm, in the, you know, what's the other. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that here in just a second. Anyway. Um so she, like I was saying, she was the first English queen to wear the crown in her own right rather than as the wife of a king. Mm-hmm. So she, like I said, Catholicism was huge in England, so she prioritized religion above all else, you know, implementing different reforms and restrictions aimed at restoring the Catholic churches in England. And why, how she got the name to be Bloody Mary mm-hmm. is she ordered 280 Protestants to be burned at the stake for being Protestant. Oh, she what? ordered 280 people. Could you imagine 280 people being murdered for being just who having... They are. Just being who they are, having, having a different religion. Opinions,
0: they're having their own faith and their own options and their yeah. own feelings and...
1: How dare they? I mean I mean, I guess back then, again, this is in the fifteen hundreds, but I just I don't know. I mean, I guess there's things today. And that she only like, had
0: the right because she was queen?
1: Yeah. Fuck, man. Because you're a queen and you make the rules. <laughs> but yeah, that is how she became uh is how she got her reputation of being known as Bloody Mary. And I mean, also it wasn't just being murdered it was like brutal like people were hung people were burned people were uh, tortured i mean it was like the list goes on of like what she did to these people which is just i mean i read something where like she like hung people by their like fingernails oh my god anytime i hear anything about fingernails i don't know why it freaks me out i've heard of like different like True crime stories and people were saying that like they ripped their toenails off and I don't know why but that breaks you me imagine? out. No, actually, yes, I've had that happen to me before. I've had my big toe, big toenail ripped off before, and that was a whole different level of pain.
0: I imagine doing them all.
1: Oh my one god, one by, one by one.
0: There was this movie in called, a form of torture. There was a movie called Open House. And it made me think of it because he, he like had her tied in by one by one. He took each finger, broke each Ugh. finger one by one. Did you ever watch A Haunting in uh, Connecticut?
1: I think I did one time a long time ago.
0: There was a I'd scene at the end where in, in the wall they find this box and they're playing with them because they don't know what it is. And it's people's eyelids. He cut off their eyelids. Oh my god! Before he killed them, and he kept them all in a box, and they're just like these, this like crispy oval shaped things that they don't know what they are. And there's like hair at the end, and it's <gasps> it's their eye ili- their eyelids, it's their eyelids.
1: Oh god! He cut off their
0: eyelids so that they had to watch him kill. uh yeah.
1: That's like a whole different level oh, of I freaky. Oh my god. My
0: eyelash glue hurts when I get it in my eye. Like, I can't
1: imagine cutting off. I wore lashes this weekend for the first time in a long time, and, like, the inner corner of the eye, like, was, like, scratching. I was like, it annoyed me to no end. So, I could only imagine, you know, having my eye, like, cut off. Imagine not being able to blink. Oh, God. Go on. (laughs) That's torture It's such an
0: involuntary thing that I cannot even imagine.
1: That freaks me out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like I said, that's like having your fingernails ripped mm, off one no. by one. Mm-mm.
0: Wait, so how did it become, so if that's how she got her name, how mm-hmm. did it become, you know, like we the stare story. in the mirror? You know, because I think it was like, well, like we stare in the mirror with the lights off and we say Bloody Mary like three times or whatever and we turn it on and she's behind us or something?
1: Yeah. So adding on to bloody mary's story is that so she at the age of 37 she married this guy named philip um and i guess during that time granted they don't have the technology that we do today mm-hmm. so i mean today it came about that she had ovarian cancer but of course at the time she didn't know that so when she was married to king philip um, they tried to have a baby. And I guess one thing that I thought was really weird is that, you know, when she was on her period, the whole village knew. Which, I'm like, that's, that's really weird. I don't know how the whole village knew. I don't know if she was just, like, a total bitch during that time, but, like, <laughs> the whole village knew. And I guess they all knew that she was having issues having or getting pregnant. And it came about that she, you know, would... Not necessarily fake being pregnant, but she would think she would, or she would, again, like, Munchhausen's is that you think you're pregnant to where your body acts like you're pregnant. hmm And so that's what happened with her is she, like, acted, like, grew a stomach. She got bigger. Boobs got bigger. Stopped having a period and everything, so she fully believed she was pregnant. I would think I was pregnant, too, though. Exactly. It's, like, but, I she's mean, probably not faking it. I, right. I mean... Well, I mean, but at the same time, it's, like, they didn't have an ultrasound to, to prove, yeah. like, if she was pregnant or not. Well, when it came about to be her due date, no, no baby came. Ever. So and so she, they kept pushing about the due date and then realized, like, there's no baby coming. Was she just fat? I don't know. I mean, they said that her body had looked like, you know, she was pregnant, but do crazy shit to you to say the least. (laughs) But, um, another thing that they had talked about is that, you know, the day of her due date, she was hunched over like pretty like hunched over in a way that no pregnant woman woman could be hunched over. Yeah. Like they said that her knees were to her chest and her, she had wrapped her arms around her knees. Well, if you've got a nine-month-old baby in your stomach, I mean, I've never been pregnant, but I'm sure that that could not happen. I probably will to topple over when I'm pregnant one day, but that's... <laughs> anyway, so they pretty much had, like, the whole town was, like, like, blamed her for not able to have a baby. Well, like I said, like, now it had come out, like, when her story came out that she had ovarian cancer, but... You know,
0: you know what? Thing. that can make your stomach stick out.
1: Yes, oh I'm sure. I mean, I don't know much about ovarian cancer, but I'm sure that that will do things to your body that like make it bulge out to where it can look like you're pregnant. So she was never able to have kids, and that's why in her when you say the story of Bloody Mary or go in the mirror and say her name three times, it is said that when she pops up, she holds, she'll be holding a baby because she never had a baby. And that's pretty much the story of Bloody Mary's that, you know, she was known for, I mean, now it says phantom pregnancy and killing 280 Protestants at the I, time.
0: I always thought it was because, like, she killed, so I, thought, I thought she got killed or something, and then she mm-hmm. was, like, had a bloody face, and I don't know, I thought it was, like, a completely different story, so it's kind of cool, though, to hear, like, something that you've heard of, like, your whole entire life, and then, like, to actually hear the
1: Well, and the I know, story. like I said, me and my friends did the whole Bloody Mary growing up. Did you ever see her? No, I did not ever see her. <laughs> Thank goodness, because that's something that I would, I would lose my shit if I did see her, or if I saw anything. I yeah. Mean, I have seen things, but, like, that's different.
0: I like that. Do you believe in ghosts or
1: spirits? 1,000%. You do? Yeah. Oh, I have I have my own stories about that. <laughs> Tell me. Tell you now? Tell me now. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, my little ghost story. So, one example that I've had an encounter with, um, really my first encounter I've ever had. So, growing up in my old house, so, the way mine and my sister's bedrooms were were they were across oh, they were across the hall from each other, and my sister's bed was like like against the wall to where you could see into my bedroom but and then in my room is like you could see like the doorway, so like my sister could see into my room, but I can't see into her room, but I could still see my doorway. Does that make sense mm-hmm. So, anyway, so one night, I had one of my friends over, and my friend Kendall, and, you know, I had woken up in the middle of the night, and saw a figure standing in my doorway. Tall figure, short black hair, and she was holding, it was a girl, it was a woman, she had, like, this, like, colonial dress on, like, from the, like, what, like, the Civil War times. Yeah and she was standing in my doorway just holding my door handle and i had woken up i had saw her didn't think much about it but i like i like stared at her for a minute and then ended up was like ooh i'm kind of freaked out going to go back to sleep well anyway the next day i was walking down my stairs and all of a sudden i heard well don't tell sarah I'm like ooh Don't tell Sarah what, because it was my (laughs) sister, my mom, and my friend Kendall were in the kitchen talking, and then I heard that, and they were like, well, we didn't want to tell you because, you know, it's in your room and everything, but last night we saw someone standing in your doorway. I said, oh, you mean the lady, and they were like, you saw her too? I was like, yeah, I saw her, and she looked like my grandma, I thought. Like a, I mean, younger version of my grandma. Yeah. And so, and then, like, I was like, you know, she was tall. She had short black hair. And she was wearing this, like, old colonial dress. Mm -hmm. And my sister, my mom, and my friend Kendall were all like, oh, my God. Like, you just described her exactly how we saw her. Well, months go by. And we, I went to, it was, like, the summertime. And for the 4th of July... We had a family reunion and we were kind of going through scrapbooks and I mean I wasn't thinking much of it just kind of like passing by each photo again and before this I had told my grandma about seeing this lady and I was like grandma she looks like you and she said you know that sounds like my mom that sounds like exactly how my mom looked. I was like oh well I mean I didn't think anything really much of it. Also, my grandma's mom passed away when she was, oh, I forgot how old my grandma was. But she was little. Mm-hmm. She was very little. And she died of, I believe, breast cancer. So, again, fast forward back to, I jump in my story. Sorry. No, oh, it's all good. So, we are at this family reunion going through a scrapbook. And all of a sudden, I, like, slammed my head down. I was like, her, that's her. And I was, my mom was like, what? I was like, that's the woman that was standing in my doorway. And my grandma, like, started tearing up. And she's like, that's my mom. I told you. And I, like, my sister wasn't there at the time. And I had sent a picture of it to my sister. And my sister called me immediately. And was like, that's the lady that was standing in your doorway. Who is that? And I was like, that's grandma's mom. That's our great-grandmother. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, ex- I used to have the picture on my phone and it was like it was I mean everything
0: why didn't you like try to talk to her I mean like were you scared like when you saw her it was almost like
1: I felt like when I saw her I felt calm but it was almost like oh my god like like half
0: asleep I was also kind
1: of half asleep and so I was kind of like you know did I just see that in my sleep am I still like asleep but it was it was a feeling it was a weird feeling but it was like I almost felt like I couldn't do anything in the time in the moment but I felt calm like I didn't freak out about seeing her like especially like my sister and my friend were they were freaking out because they're like we saw a person in your doorway and for me I was like I saw her but it wasn't I didn't feel threatened
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it was a very calming feeling but yeah
0: I wonder why like I wonder if she had to tell you something or I wonder like if she just wanted to say "Hi," and if so, why was she standing in like your doorway right You I know? don't know
1: and well in in that- ro- my old room used to be the old spare bedroom where our guests would stay and um before I had moved into that room before like me like when my, me and my sister shared a room, um one of her old dressers were in there. So I think spirits like can attach themselves to objects, and then when that object like moves, it can it moves or like it can stay. I don't know, but I believe that spirits can attach themselves to objects, and so since that used to be in my room, I kind of figured that she's kind of she was attached to my room.
0: Interesting. I love stuff like that.
1: I also have another one about what? my grandpa. Oh, see, I got all the ghost stories. I love. How <laughs>
0: I have never had like any sort of ghostly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I've had weird dreams, but like Mm -hmm. I've never like.
1: Yeah. No. You know. I've, I've had I've had um, I mean, other people in my family have had, you know, instances with, spiritual, beings too. But um, one about my grandpa. So he passed away in May of 2017, and I was very close with my grandpa. Like very close. So goofy, I'm just I was obsessed with my grandpa. I wish
0: grandpa's never died because grandpas oh are like, and that's actually a song. Then like, I quote that because like it's so yeah true. Like yeah. grandpas are just like
1: oh my god, hilarious. he was and
0: grandmas, but like I don't know grandparents he, in general. Are grandparents
1: just like, in general are everything, but I I don't know. I just had a different connection with my grandpa and um. So, yeah, so he passed away in May of 2017. He had, um, he died of sepsis. He had cancer. He kind of, and he had pneumonia. So, he just wasn't in the greatest estate. And so, like I said, passed away. And then in that summer, I don't remember when, but that summer of 2017, I had a dream that my grandpa came to me in my dream. So, growing up. My grandparents would always have, like, a church picnic with their church. We went to it every single year. And I had, in the stream, we were at the church picnic. And my mom had said, come, like, come with me, Sarah. And we had walked down this, like, tomb or this, like, yeah, like a tomb or like a mausoleum. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of it, my grandpa was standing there. And he was like, oh, Sarah. Like, he always did when I first saw him. And he was like, follow me. And so we had walked through the door, and I was sitting in his lap in a lawn chair. And he was like, you know, I just want to say I miss you guys. I miss you so much. I miss your grandma. I miss your mom. I miss everyone so much. He's like, but just know I'm in a much better place right now. And I was like, Grandpa, I miss you so bad. Like, oh, I miss you so bad, Grandpa. But then he had said, he had said, like, after he was saying, like, you know, I'm in a much better place, he had said, but just know I don't feel guilty anymore. And at the time, I had no idea what that meant. Mm -hmm. So I had woken up. And, like, after that, I, like, woke up. I woke up hysterically crying. And, like, I called my mom. I was, like, just bawling. And I was, like, he had told me he doesn't feel guilty anymore. Do you know what he means by that? And my mom, like, started crying. So when my grandpa was little, him and his brother were riding on a bicycle. And my grandpa was driving the bicycle, and his brother was sitting on the handrails. Well, they got hit by a car, and his brother died. And so I guess my grandpa's entire life, he felt guilty because his mom, because they were Catholic, and his, my grandpa's mom was like, you know, he was supposed to be, a preacher he was supposed to be a preach he was supposed to or preach wow priest yeah and like be like very involved in the church and all this and so it, my grandpa always felt guilty um well in my dream he had told me that he didn't feel guilty anymore and i thought I, I mean at the time i had no idea what that meant but you know after the fact
0: i cannot imagine like carrying around guilt like that
1: your entire your life your
0: entire life mm-hmm. like the heaviness on your heart like and I feel I mean like was his mom like making him feel like really guilty because I feel I mean that's just how I felt so like, I mean
1: said I was really little when my great grandma passed but my I know my grandma and her never got along ever and I don't I don't know why I mean they never told me exactly mm-hmm. but I guess I don't know I just, the way she was is that it was very, like, I know she spoiled, I mean, spoiled my grandpa and everything, which, yeah, but I don't know. She just had her way in everything. Yeah. I guess so.
0: Oh, I can't even, well, A, I can't imagine, like, losing a son. No. But also, I can't imagine being that son who was there when the other son dies, like, to carry around that much guilt, especially again, because you were the one. Riding the right. bike, but also just having like survivor's guilt, like even yeah. even if it was nobody's fault, and if right. you're the only one that survived, one imagine like that. How guilt did too.
1: he die? Not I'm not. How how did I not die? Yeah. So and being like
0: your brother.
1: Yeah, I just that's something I could never imagine. But Mm-mm.
0: oh my gosh! Well, that's so interesting mm-hmm. though. See, I don't. I I want to say I believe in it. I've just never seen it to believe right. it. You know, like. Do I believe that there's, like, UFOs out there?
1: Maybe. I'm not going to say I don't, but I'm not going to say I do because, again, I I haven't experienced that. Well, with the whole UFO thing, one of my friends I used to work with, well, she just left where I'm at now. But her mom was a, I'm going to say this wrong, I already know it, u- ufologist? I don't know. But she that's that was her whole career was studying UFOs. And that every time someone had claimed of seeing a UFO, she would go out and, like, investigate it. And she had passed away, actually, in February. But that was her whole career. So I was like, "Oh!" And, like, my friend, her name is Shanna. She was actually going to be starting a podcast for it, but she hasn't yet. But she has, like, all of her mom's old stories and everything that she wants to tell. I would totally listen to that. So she's told me some, but.
0: There's just no way that earth is the only, only thing with living things i'm not right. saying that there's another version of us on another planet like at all like the same right. height the same skin like there's yeah. no way right but like there's got to be something else something. out there The wor- because we also haven't explored uh, i don't know i'm just there's
1: so much to explore that it's like will we ever be able to explore everything no
0: i, I don't think so. i'm just so open-minded that like
1: Oh, I am too. You know,
0: I have to believe that there's some... There's no way that this is it. No. There's no way that this world is all there is. There's no way that, like, us as humans are the only types living, of humans. Yeah, yeah like living, living, creatures, living ever. things, you know. There's got to be more. And it, in in our lifetime, we're probably never going to, like, figure that out. Right. But years and years down the road, you, know? you never know. Well, when we're watching from heaven above, it's I like, know. you know, we can, like, look down the rest of our after lives and oh just like yeah look and see and be like if we had just looked right over here if we went into this galaxy then we would find you know like right a twin of all of ours you know I know
1: you never know Mm-mm. but yeah no I've had and like after having that dream about my grandpa my mom was like there's no way he like didn't come to you yeah specifically
0: Uh, My uncle died a few years ago, and he died of malignant melanoma in the brain. Mm. And he was, like, our hometown police officer, a sergeant. Like, he was, like, the big guy. Right. You know? And he was, like, the hometown photographer for all of our yearbooks and everything. Like, everyone just loved him. Carrie Reed was his name. And I want to... I want to say it was around 2016. It was one of the years I it was just like a really lonely few months. I was so depressed and like so lonely. Mm-hmm. And I dreamt about him one night after he had died and I I just dreamt that like I I was in this big white room. This mm-hmm. really big white room. Like nothing else. Big white, no walls, just like White for miles. It was only me. Mm -hmm. And I just was, I was crying and I was so lonely. And I turn around and he's like towering over me, just like this big, you know, giant, but it was him. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I'm sad. Like, I'm lonely. And he and like just, he gave me a hug and like he told me, like, it'll be okay. And then like I woke up and I had never really had such a realistic dream. Mm -hmm. Like, we all have dreams, but. It's like one of those ones where like, you can smell their scent yep. and you can feel their muscles and you can see that their was... smile and you could see the texture in their skin and,
1: and you, you can hear them and, well, yep. and
0: you can hear their voice mm-hmm. and you can hear the way they say things and the calmness in their voice and you can feel their energy. There's just a sense about realistic dreams that make it hard for me not to believe that it couldn't have somewhat been real.
1: That's why and, like with... The dream about my grandpa is like it, it felt too real for it to just be a dream. Yeah. Truly. And I don't know, I mean, people that could be listening to this could be like, oh, you're crazy. That was just a dream.
0: Well, then, I mean, but, they don't have to believe it. I mean, I mean you mean, don't
1: have, I believe, it. I believe he fully came to me, but the way, just everything about it, it just seemed all too real. The way he said my name, he said it in a very specific way that he always said it my entire life. And, you know, sitting in his lap, I always sat in his lap. And it just, uh, just felt way... You just feel safe. I, it was that Yeah. It was like, it was like he never left. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, I fully... And he told me things about... I mean, he had said that he didn't feel guilty anymore, and at the time, I had no when idea. When they tell you
0: things that you don't that even, know. I did not even know. Yeah,
1: and that's why I was like, "How how else am I going to know that? Unless he had said something, because my mom and grandma and aunt would never have told us that. That's
0: so insane. Mm-hmm. I, I have to believe in that, and I have to. you can call us emotional, and you can call us crazy, you can call but crazy. I, but you know what, like. We have to believe in that. Yeah. I like, I have to believe that there's something more and I, I cannot like not believe in the fact that the people that we have loved and lost are just completely gone and won't show up in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And there's no way. And honestly, I think if you don't want to believe, you're not going to believe like, okay, then don't. And you know what? You're probably not going to see anything. But until you kind of, like, start – and I'm not saying, like, you manifest it. Like, you sit there and say, I'm going to see a ghost," I'm going
1: to see something today. But it's just –
0: it's going to naturally happen. Now I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, my gosh, okay, there's – after and, like, maybe there is, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to sit there and, like, become this little hippie about it. But if it happens, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to believe it Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to feel what I feel in that moment because however you feel when you feel or dream stuff like that, it's okay, cause right. you're not hurting anybody. Like no. you feel nostalgic, you feel happy that you were able to see and touch and feel them again, mm-hmm. and that's not hurting anybody. It's so you believe anybody. whatever you want to believe. If you don't want to believe, then don't right. believe. But yep. it is what it is, and
1: it's very comforting, honestly. Sometimes oh, it's very comforting, and well, just like seeing my grandma or my great grandma in my doorway, for me it was comforting. I don't yeah. know why, but it was comforting.
0: If I saw someone in my doorway, I mean, get out of here. Like, exactly. Howie would start barking like crazy. Right.
1: Well, and like with that story, it's like I wasn't in the room when my sister was describing her. I wasn't in the room when my friend Kendall was describing her.
0: But you guys both knew how she looked. all three
1: described her identically. That's so insane. So.
0: Well, I want to do more episodes like this. Are you down? I'm down. Because it's kind of fun. Like. I'm doing this specifically, obviously, because it's it's Halloween this weekend. Yeah. But I just, I love true crime. I love ghost stories. I love and ghost stories.
1: I think I'm almost more into ghost stories than I am true crime, true in a crime. way.
0: I know. We should get more, like, spiritual. We can do another, I've said like this, but, like, spiritually yes. stuff or whatever. Would you
1: ever do a Ouija board?
0: So, as a kid, I grew up very Christian. I was never even allowed to watch Harry Potter. Oh, um, I And... That's What's funny boy. is my best friend back in the day was, like, Harry Potter fanatic, and I, ju- I didn't know anything about... She would call me a muggle, and I was like, what the fuck is a muggle? <laughs> like, I do not know. Oh, that's awesome. And so, well, recently, Morgan and I have been watching all of the Harry Potters. We're only okay, down good. one, so we have seven more to go. Yeah. So... I'm starting to be, okay. be, because like it's fall and stuff. And I'm like, like this is really fun. Oh, to no. like and this is
1: the best time of year to watch. Yeah. It's like when it's like rainy and cloudy yeah. and cold. They that have it all on HBO. To
0: I've party. even started saying like, stop it, Harry. Like oh, <laughs> I've been saying that. Like, <laughs> oh, Haggard. <laughs> 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 I'm going to become like this major. Yes.
1: Oh, what do they call it? A, a, a Potter
0: Potterhead. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so we're starting to watch all that. Um, And then
1: Ouija board, would you do Ouija
0: Ouija board? board. Yeah. So I was gonna say I grew up was never allowed to play with that, never allowed to watch anything. Um, But now because my mom always said no, because you can like manifest things, like it's creepy. I don't think I hundred percent believe that, and so I would be down to try it. And I'd be terrified.
1: Would you do it? I don't know. A part of me has always said I would try it, but I don't know.
0: I mean, I would try it, but like, I don't know. But I just I love the creepy stuff, so I would say I would I would definitely try it mainly because not because I need anything from it, right. but Just because I I never was able to as a kid, right? You know I, I couldn't really do all that like I couldn't even have like a wand and stuff, oh, and I, I would say like In Ghanium, love your star, <laughs> I don't even know what it meant, but my mom my mom would like not let us like say stuff like yeah that. like hocus pocus. No. I mean, like, I could watch it, but, like, I couldn't do anything, like, even say spells. I couldn't right. be a witch for Halloween. I couldn't yeah. do anything like that. So, I mean, I don't know, but it's very interesting. I I, I think I would try it. I would want a group mm. to be there.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it would definitely have to be in a group setting, but I don't I, I don't think I could do There's it. There's always
0: that one bitch that's going to be scooting it over to the Y-E-S or H-E-L-L right. or whatever.
1: See, yeah, I I don't think I could do it. One, I've seen too many scary movies. Two, I believe in that fully, so it's like, I don't want to be inviting, you know, the bad juju in.
0: Maybe, I don't don't want to do it in my apartment. See, I don't know, because if we... I don't know. I don't know. But I would be down. But, anyway, so... Well, thank you. Yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to do oh more God. of this, but I feel like if we don't stop now, we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep going to keep talking and keep talking because I love it. Um, but thank you so much for coming all the way over here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I Again. love that. Yeah, I know, right? I love <laughs> that your shirt, like, I opened the door for Sarah tonight and she's wearing this shirt. It says, I'm just here for the booze and it's like this little ghost. I'm like, Sarah, you understood the assignment of tonight. And my mummy socks. And your mummy socks. <laughs> Hall- I mean, the spooky Literally spirit. Halloween edition. Yes. Heck yeah, you understood the assignment. Always. So, how funny. Well, um, I want to hear all of your guys' favorite murder stories. What is something, like, what's the murder that got you, like, um, interested in true crime do you guys have a hometown murder i love hearing like things that happen in your hometown i was gonna Ooh, i was gonna I've got a hometown so murder. do i i was i was gonna do the Chachilla kidnapping on a school bus Ooh. um which i'm from los Banos. chachila is like 10 minutes outside of our town and mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time in Chachilla growing up and i didn't know this it was like 1974 76 or, mm-hmm. or it was back in the 70s and so after i heard about it i i called my mom and then she was like yeah like i remember hearing about it so um but, but we should do our hometown murders say, I, in yes, a few there's weeks there's one in
1: Mount Juliet called I mean if anyone has been out to Mount Juliet you know the story of well you know the road at least Tate's Lane there's a whole story behind Tate's Lane old man Tate
0: uh we used to have this old dirt road because I grew up in like farm country and it was an old dirt road called Copa de Ora, mm-hmm. and I guess if you drove down it with no headlights you just drove and there would be like a girl in a wedding dress. That's be- like Tate's Lane. Because- oh, that's I love Tate's that stuff. Tate's
1: Lane is a single. It's a narrow road. There's absolutely no shoulder to it. So if you if there, if you come up on another car, it's like you're pretty much screwed.
0: It makes me want to go drive down an old dirt road right now. Oh, it's no. Okay, then you pipes. need
1: to go out to Tate's Lane. It's, okay. I mean it's not far from here, so it's.
0: Let's do that one. And I've
1: got... I mean, I know the whole story behind that one, too. (laughs) Okay.
0: Old man Tate. Okay. We'll do that. But, yeah, leave in the comments if you guys have any interesting stories or, you know, I would love to hear them. You guys can email them. You guys can message them on Instagram. Um, Leave them in the comments. But be sure to go down and give me five stars. Go (laughs) leave me a comment. And, honestly, if you guys want to be a part of this podcast, tell your story. It doesn't have to be anything about true crime, but just anything. if, um, If you listen to if you listen to my last podcast, um, I had Shelly Swinger on, we were just kind of talking. I just asked her 10 random questions, but those random questions really kind of, I got to know her like very, very well. So if anybody wants to be on here, I can interview you. I love to talk to people. Would love to get to know you, who you are. Um, and Sarah, we're going to have you on again. Woohoo! And until then, I hope you guys have a happy and safe Halloween and we will talk to you guys next time.